blood and glory. The Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. everybody, welcome to Elder Scrolls Off the Record for episode number 27. We have a big show for you guys today. It's E3 week and a lot has been going on. A ton. And we will get into that very, very, very shortly. But for right now, just in case you haven't heard the other 26 shows we have done, I am joined, as always, by the writer extraordinaire of this fantastic show, Mr. Evarwin. Joe! Dude. Joe! You uh, decided to make this a big show. Yeah, dude, I gotta ask you a question, uh-huh. right? Vampire or Dawn Guard? Dawn Guard. Alrighty. Chat room, great to see you. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Alright, show's over. Good night, everybody. Night. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Back to E3. Alright, fine. We'll go longer. And joining us, as always, is the lore master himself, and I actually got it right without saying Lou Master this time, Mr. Louis Salon. Joe, if I one, hello, everyone in the chat room. Boom! <laughs> Let's give it tonight. Tons of information. And the Tons fourth person on the crew, we have to mention him because, well, he's here. And he took time to show up today. Mr. David, DeInforce, not so crap audio. I'm going to harass everybody on our Minecraft server, Adams. I was too. Joe! Evarwin! Lou! Dave! Oh, I missed y'all. <laughs> <laughs> This is the part of the show where we scream at each other in our minds. <laughs> Good night, John boy. <laughs> night, little boy. Crickets, crickets. Crickets. All right, we have a gigantic show to get into, but so, but first we have to get the business done, Mystery Varwin. Indeed. Yeah, man. Today's show is brought to you in part by DoghouseSystems.com and tweakedaudio.com just want to say thanks a lot to doghouse systems and tweaked audio for picking up the show today you guys are awesome head over to doghousesystems.com if you're looking if you're in the market for a brand new gaming rig they'll throw it together for you custom built according to your specs starting at desktops are starting at uh, 1295 laptops starting at 1995 they build it according to your specs best customer service out there in the, in the industry if you do decide to spend your money invest your money and time at doghousesystems.com plug in the code off the record while you're at the checkout and they will double your memory for free using the code off the record all one word 
at doghousesystems.com get you double the memory. Desktops starting at $12.95 and laptops at $19.95. Also, tweaked audio. Guys, if you're looking to get some earbuds, some brand new headphones for yourself, okay? These guys are the ones to go to. They've got a whole bunch of different styles. Check them out at tweakedaudio.com. They've got four different styles from California classic, parkour to natural. Good looking stuff. Yeah, Six dude, I went to, the, went to the website and they're sexy. I want, they I want are. a pair. I have a, an iPhone that I use when I'm mowing my lawn or when I'm driving around. And I like to mm-hmm. listen to my music. But the earfo- earbuds that come with the iPhone are garbage. So I'm yeah. going to pick up a pair of these. When I do, I'll let everybody know what I think of them. Good stuff. And they've got... Um, They've got they've got ones out there that have a, a microphone available for you for the for the you know for the phones. So they got six colors: red, blue, green, black, silver, wood as well. Although it's not really a color, they do have ones that have little wood around it. Looks nice. <laughs> wood. Uh, optional headphone as well. Uh, microphone as well is there. Uh, let's see what else. What else can I say about these guys? They got great uh, great durability. Okay, noise reduction technology is involved. It's, uh, Compatible with iPods, iPhones, Androids, MP3 starts at 19.95. You gotta tell them the best 30 part, man. Oh, I'm getting to Good. it. <laughs> got a lifetime. <laughs> There's a lot of things, a lot of great stuff with these headphones. I love them. Um, I got my pair right here. Lifetime warranty. Okay, that comes with every single pair you get. If you get we, same re- same code, we got a code for you off the record. Okay, same code as as with Doghouse Systems. All right. If you plug in the code off the record. When you buy your brand new tweaked audio headphones, you will get 30% off. 30% off. So that goes from $19.95 down to $12.95 and free shipping worldwide. 30% off, free shipping, off the record is your product code, tweakedaudio.com. Don't be stupid. Take advantage of this. It is amazing. Great stuff. And we have the meat and potatoes of this fine show to get into. I started a new character. Did you? I wasn't going to go back to my previous archer, my previous uh, ranger that I was playing prior to the challenge. Ranger. But then I decided that I didn't want to try to fart with the trade skills that late in the game. And I was taking kind of like Liz's advice from the last episode and wanted to work more heavily on the trade skills early on. So I've got my enchanting up quite a bit. I'm like level 40 or 50 right now. And my blacksmithing is level 52. And yeah, I made her female so I can have a sexy armor. Yeah. Heavy armor all the way. Full sneak archer, and I am loving it. I, I just I forgot how much I miss being able to ping everything from miles away and kill anything before it even gets close. <laughs> it's just awesome. Yeah, pew pew. And I forgot to have my soundboard up. I'm a loser. Anyway, so I've uh, been doing nothing pretty much but doing a walkabout. I did the initial... Uh, Dovahkiin Dova quest chain to get up to the point where you get the uh, full Fusra Do shout and Fusra Do yeah, that one Fusra Where'd you start your walk about at? I started it in oh jeez I did it in two different areas really where did I do my first one Dave where did I do my first one I have no idea you're supposed walking. to be psychedelic and let me know psychedelic <laughs> i don't have espn <laughs> well dave could be psychedelic if he dyed one pigtail red and the other blue yes yeah, <laughs> i can guess and i can say that you started it at at, uh, at winterhold no it was actually when i was going around high rothgard going up to run around the mountain ah. to get up to high rothgard and then i was i went all around that area 
that entire area. And I found places I've never seen before because I've never actually gone through the swamp area and explored it very often. There's a lot of like ruins and stuff like that. But when I finished the uh, the High Rothgard quest chain where you get the shout, you can talk to the elder, the main guy there, and he'll tell you. You know, he hears a, a mumble of of power or the mumble of the shout. And he'll tell you a place where a shout is, and that's I've been doing that. I'm on my third or fourth one right now, doing going to these dungeons and just doing them to get the shouts. I mean, I have six or seven shouts that I don't have unlocked right now because I don't have any dragon kills except for one. And then I started up in nice. solitude, went all the way down. I went uh, all along the mountain range, then headed south, kind of off the beaten road. Mm-hmm. Went and get got my first slow time shout, which I did last night in the um, chat room or in the live the live stream. And I started heading south and got my lover stone, which in the chat room I was telling Liz it was our stone. Oh, <laughs> you guys hold hands. Virtual holding hands for the win. <laughs> little, little Eskimo kiss with the nose. I'm going to get like a call from Liz at the end of the show. I hate you. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, but it, it's been a blast. I've enjoyed going into these stitches. Going to these places, leveling up by killing a lot of things and getting as many stones, soul stones as I can to get my enchanting up. <laughs> it was like, what about at the end of the show? Blah, I'm going to do it now. Sorry. <laughs> Joking. Joke. I kid. I kid. Where have you been uh, farming a lot of those soul stones? You know, the best place to do that from everything I hear is to go to the um, Dwemer ruins. Mm-hmm. And yes. I just, I've yeah, because they have all the... I've been too busy exploring. And now my main focus is going to be going into Dormer Ruins to get them. Because when you kill those robots, they usually have one to two on them. Yeah. And they're scattered mm-hmm. all over the place. So, And one of the best places to do that is, for one, is to do the Dormer Ruins just before you go into Blackreach. And then the ones yeah. over by the... In Markarth, the ones in there, that okay. one's huge. That's a great place to do it. Now, a lot of the times I was noticing with my... my um my Caedus character that I was playing for the challenge, I took my two-handed sword and I enchanted it with a, a soul-reaping enchant. So going through those, those Dwimmer ruins was great for me because, you know, I, was, I, I, I like enchanting, so I, I do that on pretty much every character that I, I, I take. So I would be killing these things and they, they drop the soul stones, but the, it's never filled. Mm-hmm. So I would I would take them, and then the next time I killed something, it would inevitably fill that soul stone, because it was already in my inventory, and I'd get a new one that that dropped off another mob, and it would be empty. So I, I noticed that worked for me pretty well, but I was I was wondering if there was a a better way of doing it. It doesn't seem like there there is. Well, there's always a you know the way to throw money at the situation. <laughs> Just buy them <laughs> if you want. You could go to yeah Winterhold and buy your. Soul gems off of the students. Oh, and oh, I forgot to mention, I got the mod that Lou is always talking about. I even texted him one day, Lou, Lou, what's it called? What's it called? He finally got back <laughs> yeah. to me like an hour later, and I was like, Yeah, I already found it, dude. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, new beginning, the monk thing. It's the new beginning mod that allows you to pick a new intro to your story. Oh, oh. living another, another life. life. Yes, yeah, another life. I loved it. Yes. I was like, Do I really have to sit here? Well, what happened? Okay, this is a story. I did it the normal way. Where you get to go through that whole cart scene, you get the head chopped off, but my game kept bugging out. I had to make two new characters, and it bugged out the same exact spot. Where it would go to the, where they, they have to, right to the point where they take the guy, they put him down, they chop his head off, right after they ping the guy in the back. Mm-hmm. Well, it wouldn't do the guy. Instead, it brought me over there instead, and put my head down, and then froze. 
Oh, so everyone would be sitting there, but I couldn't escape. I couldn't tab. I couldn't do anything, and it would not progress. I sat there for 15 minutes just seeing if it would do it, and it, it skipped that one part where that guy's hot head gets lopped off and went right to me instead. I did it with two different characters, the same exact thing. Well, this is a, a bug you're, you're seeing, yeah. right? I don't know if one yeah. of my mods conflicted, but I have so many mods I didn't oh. want to try to find out which one. So I, I yeah. remember Lou always mentioning up living the, bringing up living another life. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna give that a shot. I turned it on. That thing works brilliant. That's a brilliant mod. I picked the one where I was a hunter. So I woke up. Well, Joe, that's why we covered it on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I woke up in a, in a hunter's little camp, and right outside of um, how is the name of it? Even though it's the place you start every time. Helgen, Helgen? thank you. you. You wake up. You start right outside of Helgen in a little hunter's camp. You're just a wandering hunter. So I already had my bow, and I had um, cloth armor on, and just started from there. And I had the quest to go get for the whole Dovahkiin thing, so I didn't skip a beat at all. It was just a different way of starting the game. And there was an option to do it random. I almost picked. I loved it. So Should have done that. I'd like to see what you would have gotten off of yeah, that. Yeah, I was kind of afraid it'd be something like the pirate coming to shore or <laughs> something with all the beaten paths. I love to go hit up that first place that me and Dave always go hit up. In the beginning of a playthrough. Oh man, I keep forgetting the name of that house. It's a little house, just kind of um, south west from Helgen. That you go into an underground dungeon. We talked about oh, it before. The yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. I came out this time. I did that, and I did a little walk around. I went all the way around the mountain and all the way around the southern tier of that area, and then came back. By the time I got to Riften, not Riften, but um, Riverwood, I was level nine. <laughs> and I had about 10,000 gold. Did you destroy everything that was in that <laughs> that thief den? The mine? Yeah, the, the mine. I, I call it a den, but it's... Yeah, yeah it's I, I circled back around to the mine at level 8, and I hit level 9 doing that. Doing that? Oh. I love that place. One-shot everything, I, I mean, it's, it's so, like, it's so unsuspecting. You know, you walk inside this this little cabin, you're, like, you know, derping around in there. And, mm, mm, zoo, it's a chest. Oh, okay. Oh, look, it's some money. Oh, look at that. It's a health potion. And then, like, you, you downstairs in the basement, you know, you happen to notice there's something odd with the bookcase. And you move it aside, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. I'm kind of playing her as, like, this. Cool. The whole New Beginnings thing created an RP scenario for me with this character to where she's just kind of a wandering hunter out to adventure. Ooh, ooh, what's the story? Well, she's imperial. <laughs> uh, she didn't. She didn't want to live. She didn't want to be in the war of the of the, the imperial versus sky of the uh, Nords. So she deflected and became a wandering a hermit hunter, and is just wandering the world of Skyrim, just doing getting her riches basically. Okay. She's not going to do any of the civil war. She doesn't want to pick sides, and that's why I'm going to use her to do the whole peace treaty thing. Mm-hmm. But there's a problem with this, though. This is where I'm conflicted in the RP versus what I want to do with her, because I am a stickler for slow time shout. In order to get one of the slow time shouts, you have to do the first couple of quests in one of the uh, in one of the uh, um, Civil War quest chains. And yet there's the dungeon to get the, the Jagged Crown. Right. And inside that's the second slow time shout. Is that where it uh-huh. is? The first one is in Hag's End, which is kind of... On that little mountain right southwest of Solitude, it's on the northern tip of that mountain. I forgot the... You have to go into a a rebuke. It's full of um, those people that I think Dave or someone was laughing about last week, about the guy who was saying uh, Death's Overrated. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's overrated. I forgot the name of those people already, and I was just killing them. The Briarhearts. <sighs> All right. I can't remember the name of the people. Forsworn. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Forsworn camp, and it eventually leads into Hagzand. Hagzand is the only one of the three slow time shouts that you don't need to have a quest to get. However, the Hag at the end of Hagzand is is like level twenty five, and I was in there at level yep. fifteen, so oh, it, was, it was very painful. Peed yeah, her with a bow and ran after I got the shout, so I was fine. But then the second shout's the one where you have to get the jagged crown. It's in that dungeon. The third slow time is at the very end of the the, the uh, Mage College quest chain. My favorite dungeon. That my brain is like so gone tonight when it comes with names because all the stuff going on the E three. <laughs> you sound you sound a little flabbergasted, a little tired today. Yeah, man, what a day. <laughs> a little tired today. <laughs> one of those dungeons at the very last one at the end of college, the Mage College thing. <laughs> Labyrinthian. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> That's why we have a chat room. Those guys are on ball. So yeah, at Lab- you were wait, you were talking about labyrinthine. You never forget. I the know, name of that. I know. I can't believe I forgot it. But yeah, I mean, I did so much this week. My girl is level twenty. Nice. And she's just rocking out the bow like mad. Love it. Oh, I'm doing sword and board for her um, offhand too, for her non bow combat. Ah, very cool. And it's the first time I've ever played sword and board. Do you have your hotkeys set for your main hand? Is is like hotkey one and your your. Your shield is hotkey too. No, I should or something no. like that. I should do that though, because every time I switch to my magic, which is hotkey key three, it always takes the shield off. I have to go to my inventory and put it back on. Yeah, it always like for me when I was when I I play my my paladin character, I like to keep you know restoration magic and healing as you know hotkeyed. So I'll I'll always like I'll switch to that hotkey and it I'm all automatically you know dual wielding the healing spell. So then I'll, 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 after I want to get back into the fight, like I'll hit one and then two, and then I've got my, my shield and then my, my, my sword in the other hand, and, or my mace, rather. Mm-hmm. So it kind of works out a little bit better for me. Well, I, I could talk about my character all night, but for the sake of everything else we've talked about in the show, I'm going to just move on. Farwin, <laughs> what about you, man? What have you been up to? I've been working on my crafting. Nice. You took Liz's yeah. advice, too. I, I did. I did. I've been, I've been working on that. And um, so I didn't have a whole lot of time to go questing around inside the game. However, um, I did want to try out my my new my new armor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still saying. And I made man. my way over to. Uh, you have to go to the dark What's side that? of me and Lou and get that sexy armor mod. Oh yeah, make a female. I uh, oh, I don't have any. <laughs> I don't have any female characters yet. I'm still. I just like to say that I joined the armor. Club, <laughs> so. Yes. It's only Avarwin who's missing out at this point, and I just like to say that you know the thong it works. It works. I should probably also make women characters. (laughs) It makes you want to get that next tier of armor just to see how sexy the next tier of armor is. (laughs) Gross. I know, right? I purposely tried to um, talk over Dave to avoid that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like heavy metal magazine meets Skyrim. So hold on a second, Dave. Let me ask you a question. All right, are you are mm-hmm. you playing? Are you still playing that that uh, that male orc with now with a thong? Well, I'm just saying is that it brings a whole new dimension into the orc storyline. Oh, I bet it does. <laughs> when you when you see the floss, <laughs> the real I'm, dimension. The, I'm going to call it the. Floss. You're making a you mean a female orc? Well, yeah. Wow, a green butt. Nice. Nice. Interesting. <laughs> no, wait. No one ever said it was female. <laughs> um, Ivarwan, you were saying? Just, 
<laughs> I, um, I I brought I took I, I set my other character down that I was using for uh, my my Shadow Knight. I set him down for a little bit, and um, because I didn't want to rage quit delete him after the uh, after the challenge, and I picked up my Paladin again, and I've been noticing that my Paladin is not getting a tremendous amount of damage coming out of coming out of the mace that I use. So I decided that was kind of like the catalyst for me working on my on my crafting. So I got into that a little bit and as you know I can't I can't stay <laughs> I can't stay inside Whiterun forever and enjoy my game time. So I got a little sun and headed over to Hangmar's Shame. And um, I don't know if you guys have heard of this place or not. It's another vampire cave. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you just hone in on them, don't you? I, I, it's like you have your own divining rod. Is that the one? Vampire cave. Oh, that way. <laughs> that way. <laughs> Why do you think I'm looking forward to Dawnguard? <laughs> I'm going to blow through that game like you wouldn't believe, because it's, it's all vampires. <laughs> what are you... <laughs> The Van Helsing of Skyrim. <laughs> okay, so I know everyone's wanting to know how many times did the vampire kill you? All right, <laughs> that's the twist. Okay, now just to, just so you know, all right, my my paladin. When I finally walked outside of of uh, White Run to, like I said, get a little sun, I was around I was around level fourteen, so. <laughs> I, I decided to all right. Let me go. Let me go check out High Rothgar because I want to get the Dovahkiin quest chain up and rolling. Let me let me do this. And it took me a little while to figure out you know where I was in the quests and after after doing my crafting. So I start you know making my way over there and and I find a cave. Um, why? Because yet again the the damn path going up and around that massive massive uh, mountain to get to. To get to High Rothgar, you know, got me lost again. And <laughs> this time, <laughs> this time it wasn't the northern part of it, though. I, I actually got to Riverwood. <laughs> I actually got there. Um, it was, I think, it was like further south or somewhere. So, in any event, I, I saw a cave and I said, oh, "Okay, instant adventure. Let me try this out." And so I go walking in there, and I think I see what's coming up to me is is a mage. I'm like, "Oh, okay, here we go. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, kick this person's." You know, but and they they've got the the little uh, you know vampire spell that they're they're casting you know suck blood or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> suck you sucker! I'm like instantly like I got a smile on my face now because I know exactly what I'm getting into and I'm just keeping everything all you know piled up in my head and I'm thinking to myself like this is going to be golden for the show because I I accidentally once again stepped into another vampire game. <laughs> so I I was actually doing pretty well. I got myself through. Most of that cave unscathed until I'd say the second chamber where you zone in. And, and of course, with every, with every group of vampires, there's a master vampire. Yeah. I get myself in his chamber, basically. Paladins have, have a hard time sneaking. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, it's it's of the heavy armor. It's the heavy armor, and it's, it's the obviousness of the paladin. Well, and that, when every time I see some, something evil, it's... I'm here for truth and justice! Ha-ha! And then it kind of gives you a way, so sneaking becomes a moot point. It does. <laughs> Stop. Totally. It's like working on Team Cobra. Team Cobra? Yeah, from G.I. Joe. Cobra! Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, 
like any good paladin, I go walking into an unknown situation with my gleaming, shining armor. I might as well have tossed pots and pans down the stairs, and, and I would have been quieter had I done that. I go walking in, and I get zerged, rushed by, like, the, well, it was the, the master vampire was one of them. And I had two vampire fledglings, a, an actual vampire, and then, like, all of their, 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 like, summoned creatures, which were coming up randomly throughout the fight. <laughs> so I, I go walking into this thing, and I'm thinking to myself, like, uh, what did I just get myself into? Like, I, I can't believe this is going to happen again. Like, let me just erase this part and in my head and, and just, you know, talk about how, how awesome I'm going to be. And these guys, they come running at me, and I'm, I'm fighting them like you wouldn't believe the master vampire is the one that's really giving me a lot of trouble. He's like sucking my help down very, very quickly. I'm using potions. I'm trying to run away and heal myself. I'm stunning him with my shield, hitting him over the head with my, um, my mace. Thank God I worked on my crafting because my mace now is doing you know more damage than it had been earlier, and that definitely helped a lot. <laughs> so. <laughs> I go running outside into, into, out of the second chamber, trailing like, you know, four or five vampires, and then there's summoned creatures as well. Turning around, healing myself, turning around again, killing, you know, one of their summoned creatures. I'd kill a vampire, the master vampire would, would raise them up. I'd kill another vampire, and then a, another vampire would raise that guy up. Like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Back and forth, back and forth. I died probably about three or four times. <laughs> well, there's a newsflash there. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, reload, quick save, reload. <laughs> it sounds very familiar. Hey. Here's the best part. It gets better. <laughs> I, it gets better. I, I, after I died probably like the fourth time, I'm thinking to myself, all right, that's enough. I've had it. I'm just going to get out of here. I start up the game and I'm right in the middle of this fight because they I aggroed them when I walked into that second chamber and then when I left that chamber it created an instant save point so I'm at that point when they're all zoning in with me and that's the part I re I, I keep playing over again so I go to run out of the dungeon to get out of the situation and I can't because they're all in front of the entrance so I have to fight them it's either roll my save back to when I was in white run or stand and fight so I stand and fight. <laughs> so I get one vampire coming at me, kill them. I got another vampire coming at me. I'm running around, healing myself, kill them. Try and separate the master vampire from the rest of the group. I actually was successful in doing that because I was running up and down a whole bunch of you know places, running inside and outside a couple of chambers. Finally, I, <laughs> I killed all the other vampires. It's just me and the master vampire going at it. He's got me down to like a sliver of life. I quick and I'm down. I'm out of all health potions at this point. I pop a quick stamina potion, use it for my shield bash. I bash him, and then I power attack him and kill him. Totally awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I got the final blow on him. <laughs> nice. Cue the heroic moment music. Well, yeah. here I got something for you. The crowd's approved. <laughs> ah, thank you. So that was that was probably the uh, the more epic and, and memorable story to come out of my, my playthrough for this week. <laughs> nice. Anything else, buddy? So you know, I feel really sorry for your for all the vampires in when Dongar comes out because when your character finally hits fifty for once, um, it's going to be death. Anything that sucks blood in all of Skyrim. 
Oh, without a doubt. Anything that ever was, that ever even thought about becoming a vampire, would be dead. (laughs) I just want to say... (laughs) For for the I'm gonna bite the bullet for Dawn Guard, okay? For the for the month that it's out that is unavailable for PC, I'm gonna get it for the Xbox, okay? And I'm gonna play through it using the Xbox, and then when it comes out for the PC, I'm I'm gonna switch over to that, okay? And again, console guys, don't jump all over my case, all right? It's not because you know the console. I I don't think the console is good. It's just I I happen to prefer the PC. It's that's what I prefer more. Um, but the fact is is that you know, uh, I, I want to play Dawn Guard, and <laughs> it's going to be out for the Xbox. I'm going to get it for the Xbox. So I'm going to buy the bullet, and I'm going to get it. That being said, Dave was making fun of me before the show, saying like, "Oh, I know what you're going to do. You're going to be a Dawn Guard, and you're not going to go vampires." And pretty much like that, right, Dave? Yeah, actually, yeah, uh, pretty much exactly. Pretty much exactly. Good, good voiceover. By good the way. voiceover, right? I'm going to get Dawn Guard. That's exactly what I sound like. I have two characters. On my Xbox for for Skyrim, one is good and the other is evil, and I'm going to be playing both both factions. So you know, Joe, you're right. I'm going to be killing lots of vampires, but at the same time, I'm going to be killing a lot of Nords too. I'm talking about your current character. That poor guy has died to how many vampire lords now? <laughs> really, only one. <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> so there you have it. <laughs> Lou, what was your week like, man? Oh, is it as epic oh. as the Barwins? No, not, nothing as grand or as epic, but uh, just slightly disturbing. No. <laughs> That's always not bad. No, I went back to my assassin character, and having forgot where I put her and where she stood in the story and everything else, I go to the nearest town, and I realize, oh, I just finished killing the Emperor. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Now I've got every guard coming after me, like, oh, you dog. Oh, well. And of course, you get that cutscene, you know, stop, and in the URL. You know, I could just say, yeah, I could pay the fine. I've got the money. Oh, hell, it's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) I'll die first. Do it! Yes. (laughs) I actually did that in Whiterun, where uh, I just got in there, realized, oh, crap, banish still on my head. So I just start killing every Whiterun guard coming. You know, after a while, it's like after the fifth guy drops, you're like, come on, guys, just just, just stop. <laughs> you're stop embar- coming after me, okay? You're embarrassing yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, seriously? Oh, uh, no, no, no. They just keep pressing. All right. I'm gonna keep- you know what? Forget it. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just go to you. I'll just go sweep the entire town of White Run and kill every guard I can find. <laughs> Which is essentially what I did. You're pulling a Fred, just doing it with uh, guards instead of old people. Wow. Yeah, I was just like, forget it. But you know what? I'll, I'll just kill all of you. Now I can just continue on with my quest in White Run, and because uh, I I had another contract out too, where I had to kill someone in Dragon's Reach. So kill the target there. Of course, the guards in there. Kill them off as well, and just left you know left the area. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, that that was my inauspicious start. Lose <laughs> already a yeah. lose already a vampire lord. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And funny you mention that because I just got that cure too. Did you? Before I, yeah, before I started uh, playing with the challenge character, I actually had contracted it and not you know paying attention to it. I actually got to stage four and uh, you know realized why is everyone attacking me? Oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> you look a little sick. <laughs> yeah, I've got that too. <laughs> yeah. I got to remind myself to next time I log in with my paladin. 
I got to get that cured because I'm sure he's just dripping with with vampire STD <laughs> all over. <laughs> Sanguinous vampiris nastiness. Yeah. But yeah, I had I had <laughs> I went back to play with that character and I actually started beefing up again on my archery skills and uh, I had one perk left over and I was like, "Ooh, you know what?" Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna go for it. Uh, so I did invest in the uh, sneak attacks of the bow that now do three times damage. Nice. So nice. yeah, oh, awesome, yeah. huh? Once I yeah. dumped that, I was just like, all right, you know what? I, I don't want to fight right now. Let me just, ooh, ooh, kill cam shot. What? <laughs> <laughs> right, let me try this again on the next guy. Oh, all right, yeah, I'm gonna keep doing this. <laughs> so I actually went and did a another uh, a rescue to escort mission. Where I had to take rescue Atar from the Shimmer Shimmer Mist Caves. And that's just pretty much destroyed everything just by sniping from afar, going, yep, yeah, I like this skill. Now I know exactly what Joe's talking about. Yeah, see, about. Me, and, me and Lou are Skyrim <laughs> brothers here. <laughs> oh, I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, hate on Ivarwin week? I get no love from Dave. He's like, I'm glad you left Diablo. You're a jerk. Meanwhile, I'm all like, you know, you guys are great. <laughs> I didn't say that I was glad you left Diablo. Or hey, hey, I went sword and board because of you, man, all right? <laughs> then you tell Lou, oh, Lou and I are Skyrim brothers. And I'm getting wailed on by vampires left and right. I mean, oh, look what? at the picture you know here. I mean, me and Lou have the sexy armor. <laughs> we have the oh, new beginning. That's the other we thing. have both archers. I'm, <laughs> I'm totally left out of the thong thing. What the hell? <laughs> no one send me the email, guys. Like, you know? You know what I'm like? I'm like the gang member no one has any respect for. You guys are all trading emails about, oh, we're going to wear white shirts and black, uh, you know, black black sneakers and white, uh, you know, red do-rags today. And I'm the one guy walking around in a yellow shirt in a bad area. <laughs> that's right. Hey. That's, because, that's because you haven't leveled up to thug yet. <laughs> thug life. You're still just a banger, not full thug. You never go full thug, right <laughs> <laughs> wow, Joe, yeah. Joe, yeah. did did Evarwin hear when we were making fun of him because I hate him for leaving Diablo show? Did I he hear so. that? He kind of pointed. Damn. <laughs> okay. Um, we in the I'd like to formally apologize. No, I'm not apologizing for that. Evarwin sucks. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Lou, Let's see, guys, I take off my helmet. <laughs> I'm done with you. I'm done with you. <laughs> I'm gonna go kill a whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Lou, you got anything else, buddy? Oh, oh no, that's. I mean, that was pretty much it. So we had to start the show because I was literally on Skyrim before you called me. <laughs> so, Dave, man, it's your turn. All right. Um, I actually have have two things I want to talk about. First off, is I finished up my uh, my character for uh, the challenge, and I didn't get to talk about him last week because you were gone. Life got in the way. Yeah, so why don't you tell us about that, man? Um, so I just I wanted to tell y'all I I mostly leveled up in Blackreach, just jumping around and going up and down with the uh through the uh Dwemer ruins. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all I did, just farming for uh soul stones. And I put a lot of work into uh enchanting my gear. I got my enchanting up to a hundred. I don't know if I've said that previous weeks or not, but my chanting, enchanting's up to a hundred, and I I went through and I put like really high resist for fire and frost on all my gear. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but if you have a hundred percent resist on fire or frost, 
Did do you guys have issues with uh, dragons not breathing at you after that? Yeah. No, I've never. Yeah, got they, enchanting up high enough to do anything like that. I've I've heard I've heard of that. They I've I've never done it. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to come off like, you know, like I have because obviously I'm not that elite. Yeah, I had yeah. I had a like maxed out my fire and frost, and dragons weren't breathing at me. They yeah. were com- They were just like flying around until they felt like they had to land. And when they they would like they would fly right in front of me, acting like they were about to breathe fire I at just me. See it? A dragon lands in front of Dave. You know what? You suck. <laughs> I know. Take away my <laughs> breath. What am I supposed to I, do? I, <laughs> I totally was decked I out. Like, you know the top armor and stuff, and um, what, what is it? The the Dramora armor. <laughs> Why does a dragon the size of a house have a high pitched voice? Yeah. <laughs> the best voice I can think of. Mike Tyson dragon voice. It's just the exact image that came into my head at that moment. You know, it was kind of like wearing one of those uh, shower caps. Just landing in front of Dave. Yeah. Arms crossed. <laughs> glaring at him. Yeah, that's all I got. With a shower cap. <laughs> a dragon wearing a shower cap with a uh, high pitched voice. With a, a rolling iron. Who's. A rolling pin in one hand. Okay. You know? you know, Joe, it's not it's not nice to make fun of Dave's girlfriend. That's wrong. <laughs> Tell Bertha I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So I guess Dave's gone. <laughs> no, I'm still here. I'm still here. Dave's here. But yeah, like I. I went and I, I killed a certain dragon who I don't know if we're supposed to say his name on air or that would be spoiler. Oh, come on, really? Spoiler. Seven months into the game and it's still a spoiler? Okay, alright. So I totally, I pwn-faced um, Alduin and he was like, wah, I'm a punk and I, I stabbed him. <laughs> Alduin. And uh, that, that was hilarious. And I totally went up into Valhalla and we were we were hanging out with all the dead people. And they were like, what's up, a live person? How you doing? I was like, I'm doing good. And, uh... Valhalla. <laughs> it totally is Valhalla, man! <laughs> anyway, <God>. um... <laughs> Suddenly we're in the 13th Warrior. <laughs> I- I'm just saying. That's a good movie. Um, anywho. I, so I'm pretty much, I'm done with the character. I didn't get to the level cap that we kind of put in for the character, but I beat it before that. My dude was like level... I think forty four or something like that when they, when I beat mm-hmm. Alduin. Nice, but I, I did. I completed the main quest line, and I I feel accomplished as, as with a myself. Primary host, the, man, you were like the one that got the furthest and did the best with it. Oh, I thought I thought uh, people were cheating. I mean, I said uh, primary host, Liz, got <laughs> primary host on this show. <laughs> <laughs> the four of us talking right now. Get? You didn't listen to last week's episode. I'm gonna go over there and slap you. Dude, I've been busy. Run, Dave. Run. With with stuff. I had hey, to wash my, my ring pants is now backwards, week. man. Oh, but you had time to download a, a mod that'll show your character's butt. <laughs> I, okay, let's put this in the world of priorities. Thong. I'm, thong. Check. So. <laughs> and check. Thong. So. Fair enough. All right, Dave, you win. <laughs> Got a point. So, I now that I, I've I've completed this character, I wanted wanted to ask y'all, 
So I want to make my next character be the necromancer. You gonna do it? Sweet. No, man, you gotta. I'm gonna. Yeah, do you it. gotta do the the, the one man army. That's it. The one man army necromancer. I so want to hear you do this one. So I wanted to ask y'all, how should I make it? Fully, well, fully magic based. You want to have a primary focus with healing. You want to get healing cap. You want to get every healing spell you can, because your primary goal will be to sit back and let all your friends do the dirt, dirty lifting for you while you heal them. Well, hold on. I mean, well, you got to have. What? He, you're not going to be able to. There, there are no, you know, friends in quotes. You can only have, you know, one summoned. You can have two. You know, creature at a time. You can have the two when you get to the high end of that one tree that allows you to summon stuff. Yeah. Um, conjuration. conjuration. You can have yeah, two. Yeah, two, two from Conjuration, one from your you companion. You can have a companion. You can have a dog. And you can raise the dead. Dog. Right. Well, the, the dead counts as one. Right. Oh, you're talking about. All right, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the summon Atronarch tree. And yeah, that side of it. And those don't count as the same thing. No. Well, the summon Atronarch. So you like you can get two of those guys out. So that's two with you. Then you can raise the dead. That can be up to another three or four, oh. I think. Then you have the the companion that you can hire or tell them to you know suck it up and come with you. And you can get a dog. I mean, right there you have seven or eight right there fighting for you. No, you you can't. You can only raise one, one I guy. Know where I heard that you could raise more than one. Hmm. Well, okay. Well, you in know that what? Case, you still I'm got, doing it. And I'll tell you. you for still sure. got five. <laughs> That's still a good army. Mm-hmm. See, Liz is saying you can but raise I'll more. Definitely too. be able to tell you. I must have been playing my necromancer wrong. I must have done the wrong thing in conjuration, because I can only I could raise the atronach right, and then when I raised raised undead, it would dispel the atronach for the undead guy. And I, I, I didn't get high enough in the tree to, to get well, to... Well, I can't say much. I mean, I haven't actually done this myself. I mean, I just read on a forum of someone doing this, saying that they had, like, five people out at once fighting for them while they sat back and healed everything. I don't know. I must have been doing something wrong. I mean, wrong. even then, if you get your I, companion... I, I had to have been. And then you have, like, a dog, and you have your flaming antrock or whatever, or the two of them, because at the end of the tree, you can get two of them out. That's four people right yeah. there. I, I still I still have my my shadow knight, you know, in quotes, my shadow knight mm-hmm. still going. So I'll, I'll I'll look into I'll see if if I'm doing something wrong. Last is saying there's a ritual stone that can allow you to raise up to ten zombies. Oh my god! What? I gotta get that. Come on, Dave. Zoom answer. Oh Skyrim. my god! Zoom answer. Zoom answer. <laughs> Zoom answer in it. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, I got I got homework for next week. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I got only doing this now. Okay, so we got down what I have to do with skills. What what race should I do for the best chance of doing this character class? I want to say off the top of my head, dark elf. Either those guys or the Bretons. Yeah, the probably. Bretons. I don't know. Probably a female yes. Breton. You know, get the the body size all the way up. It looks great in a thong. Just saying. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna go thong, yeah. If, I gotta, I gotta. If I if I can look at my character and not sing Brick House, then there's a problem. Okay. Say when you get the um, the Dwemer armor, the modified version, it doesn't hide much anything. It only hides the important part that covers a little piece of plate right above her heart. And now, <laughs> giggity, giggity, <laughs> giggity. Yeah. Anyway, Dave, anything else? Um, nope. That's it. That was uh, what I've done in game and what I'm planning to do. So, that's it. Sweet. I think that was a very hefty beginning of the show. I like it. Good times. Yeah. All right, we have... Especially, huh? 
Especially considering the the rest of the show that we got, which oh, is massive. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, all right, you know, we got done with the challenge. The shows are going to be going down in time. Nah, not going to happen. Sorry. No. <laughs> not with Ethan. So those of you who were hoping for an hour to hour and a half show, not going to happen. Probably not, no. Not <laughs> all right, we're moving on to the Tamriel Times. Confirmation by Imperial State. Dragon spotted in Riverwood. Jarl of Windhelm appoints a new thane. This is Tamriel Times, your source for news in Skyrim. We are in the beefy Tamriel Times, where we have E3. Yes, for those of you who live under a rock in a cave south of nowhere, E3 has launched this week. <laughs> in Hangmar Shane. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, we were hoping for a little bit more from Dawnguard, but they didn't really do a press release for it, because it's only a technically just an expansion, or a DLC, so they're not going to really do a major TLC, uh, major you know, press release for it. However, they did give out a lot more information than what we previously knew, including a tentative release date. Ivarwin, yeah. where are we starting Ooh. with this mess? Well, let's, let's take it one step at a time here, I guess, because there's, there's a lot of information that has come out since the last time we did a recording and then E3 hit and that's even more information especially today I was literally as I was sitting down writing the show more news topics are coming up because I got the live stream going for E3 on GameSpot.com and I'm like ah, <laughs> I gotta add that too <laughs> it's ridiculous so let's start off with this Dawnguard trailer was released Thursday, May 31st. Bethesda finally released their trailer for Dawnguard. Amid the E3 insanity and the new trailer for ESO and gameplay footage for Dawnguard being released, it seems like this is old news now. But if you haven't seen it or you haven't heard of it, head over to ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com all right, for quick and easy access to view it. And all of, the, all of the amazing articles our Elder Scrolls reporter Joe Bradford has written with all of today's various news items. Now, we'll go into depth today a little later on on the trailer and the gameplay footage in the Banner Mare, so we're just going to mention it that the Dawnguard trailer has has been released. If you haven't seen it, maybe you've been very busy, um, it's out there. Mm-hmm. There's other places you can get it other than our website, obviously, but if you go to our website, you'll be able to find the exact one much easier than anywhere else, and that includes YouTube and especially BethBlog.com because it's buried on BethBlog.com at this yeah. point. So, E3 madness continues. And there's another day of E3 coming up tomorrow. And after the show tonight, they're doing the big press release for Elder Scrolls Online. So we are doing a .5 show at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Friday night. So look forward to that. We're going to get into a much more in-depth for Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. I think we got uh, about an hour, hour and a half until they release that that huge uh, press release. Yeah, that press and I got release coming. Two an hour, so let's hurry up. Let's come on, do the show. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Bethesda and Zenimax Studios Online is making a huge splash at E3 this year, releasing a game trailer for ESO, first impressions of gameplay from Dawnguard. All right, tonight at when Wednesday at 9:30 Eastern, Zenimax Studios Online will have their press conference for ESO. Elder Scrolls Off the Record is going to have that point five show airing live Friday night after Diablo Off the Record. So set your watches. We're going to analyze the new information revealed about ESO. 
Here are some of the highlights we got thus far. And, and just as a side preface, preface guys, um, two-thirds of the information coming from Bethesda at E3 is all Elder Scrolls Online related. They've got one or two quick blurbs that we've we've managed to just snatch up and, and put on here for Dawnguard. All right, we're going to lean heavily Dawnguard right now because that's, you know, what's in front of us at the moment. But these, these guys are going crazy over ESO at E3. <laughs> so just so you know. Um, all right. Todd Howard, Tuesday afternoon, June 5th, did his first ever, first official day of E3. Todd Howard revealed the first look at the gameplay of Skyrim's first expansion pack, Dawnguard. Now, like I said, we'll go further into depth with that in the Banner of Mare. However, here are some of the features we've got to look forward to. Two new factions, the Dawnguard or Vampires that you can join. Two different player-controlled keeps depending on the faction of your choice. And yes, I said keep, as in a player house. As in a castle. As in a castle, yo. Uh, Vampire skill tree with new skills and perks such as vampiric grip and summon gargoyle. New vampire grip looks sexy. I'm just saying. It does. It's like looks amazing. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this later. <laughs> New areas to quest in, such as returning to the, a dark and shadowy oblivion, not the fire and brimstone oblivion we are familiar with. More shouts. For example, a shout that te- now Todd Howard meant um, specifically brought this up when he was being interviewed. A shout that tears the soul from an enemy, turning them into an undead pet for you to control. That's oh my awesome. God, that's great. awesome. <laughs> Fusra, you dead. Fusro dead. <laughs> or Fusro die, or Fusro, your soul is mine. Fusro dead. Uh, crossbows are finally coming to the game. They're fast, fast to fire, lots of damage, slow to load. So that's that's the trade-off yeah, of that. About that, and that's only you can only get that ability to use them when you go Dawnguard. What, crossbows? Yeah, what? Oh. I saw that when they were talking about it in the uh, gameplay of Donda. We'll talk more about that in the next thing. No. <laughs> well, I kind of agree with that because you're getting so many cool things in that vampire tree that I mean they got to they got to toss something out for for you know Dawn Guard leaning characters. Um, also regarding those crossbows, it's going to use your archery skill tree. So there's no extra skill tree that you have to level into in order to get the most out of your crossbows. It's already going to use that tree. My, nice. My, my, so, uh, you know, you, you guys already know, and all the fans know my favorite playstyle. I'm salivating at this thing right here. Yeah. I can imagine. I was just going to say, Joe, can you imagine crossbows? With I'm your, wondering your if the range is as long as the time shot? It, it, Traditionally, crossbows are like half the range. So I'm just wondering. Well, why don't you want, while you're wondering that, why don't you wonder how crossbows are gonna are gonna work with your with your time shout? Oh my lord, Nergasm! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and also new stuff in quotes for werewolves, and that's literally a quote from Todd Howard. He said, "We've got new stuff for yeah, werewolves." Yeah, he didn't want to go anything more on that. That was it. <laughs> Done. I love this guy. I love this guy. You were like trying to press him. <laughs> So what about them werewolves? I mean, are you sure they're starting to talk about werewolves? And all of a sudden he pops the question. So is new werewolf stuff going to be in Dawnguard? Yeah, we're going to have new stuff, but that's it. (laughs) (laughs) 
He's like the least impressed human being on Earth. I mean, you remember what he looked like when he got the uh, Game of the Year on the Spike yeah, Awards? Like, Thanks, guys. He walks. <laughs> <laughs> he walks out there. He's like all red-eyed and bloodshot and exhausted, or or possibly you know half in the bag. <laughs> He's like, yeah, thanks. It's great. We've got great stuff coming out for you in about a month. See you then. <laughs> so Todd, what's going on with werewolves? We got new stuff. And that's all I'm saying. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> all right, you can view the interview with Todd Howard at our website, ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com, as well as an article written by Joe Bradford. Dawnguard trailer, first impressions. That's what Do he titled it. Do yourself a favor when you, listen, when you watch this this interview, look at and see if you can tell how PO'd Todd Howard is getting with the guy interviewing him at certain points when he's like the guy is trying to pressure him for information. He's you know what? Trying, I didn't, I didn't he's trying to play completely coy. You can tell he's getting, like, upset at that guy interviewing him when I was cracking up. I didn't pick up on that until you mentioned it. <laughs> uh, one last bit that I got right now is Dawnguard has been announced. It will be released June 26th, so on Xbox, and then July 26th on PC and PS3. <laughs> I was, like, pretty much almost right about my prediction early on about the expansion coming out approximately a month after E3. Yeah, Close, close enough. Close enough. My prediction was like pretty much a week in between both releases. <laughs> yeah. Now, what did I say? It was like October. Yeah. <laughs> Into summer. Wrong. No, bad environment. Wrong. Not October. Thank God. I'm playing on the PC. It's going to be October. <laughs> July 26th. I'm going to be chomping the bit while Ivaron's over there playing Don Guard on his Xbox. I'm going to be like <laughs> having like those. those um, what are those those twitches, nervous twitches? You know those. Uh... I'll send you. I'll send you a picture on my on my cell phone. I'll send. Oh, it I'm sure you will. Thanks. Thanks. How kind of you. <laughs> and I'll say this is how good Dongard can look when you actually get to play. During Dawnguard. those episodes, those four episodes, when he hasn't, we don't, and we'll be sitting here going, "Yep, that's great, Barwin. I'm glad you're having the time of your life." So then I use my <laughs> vampiric grip on the Jarl and I picked him up. <laughs> I went back in that vampire game, and I was like, I'm a vampire lord. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> what you got? You bow to me. You bow to me. I got wings. <laughs> you got a robe. <laughs> oh, and that's Wendy. the other thing. <laughs> I can fly, Wendy. <laughs> um, robes. Robes, too, are coming out for this. That's like one thing that's been floating around out there that no one's really paying attention to. Um, back armor. Your uh, cloak. Oh, guys are getting cloaks now. Nice. Yeah. Oh, you you mean to finally do it when someone else has been <laughs> kind enough to do it for a mod? <laughs> <laughs> Bethesda finally got around to saying, "Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty cool idea." <laughs> it is in the interview. Yeah, we're gonna be. Walking. They asked Todd. Um, he asked him. Uh, so, have you used any of the uh, any of the community mods in, in the upcoming Dawn guy? And he, you can tell he was hit off guard by that question. He kind of played it coy, but he let slip that. He said a f- he actually said a few. If you really listen to it, he he said a few of them. Interesting. So I'm kind of curious about which ones were used. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, what? Well, I'm thinking since you mentioned cloaks, uh, I, I I would say that's definitely one of them. Yeah, that's what struck me that my memory right there. Yeah, because there are at least three of a couple of them on Skyrim Nexus for already for for cloaks, with without emblems, Bethesda. <laughs> so. Oh. I bet I could name a few uh, clothes-modifying mods that they could include in the game <laughs> that would help its release a lot. 
Booster of Floss. <laughs> All right, ESO trailer. Re- the e- e- <laughs> okay, talk straight. The ESO teaser trailer. That's a tongue twister for me. Released at E3. A couple of little teaser Indeed. trailers, actually. Yeah. Early morning, Tuesday, June 5th. The Zenimax Studios Online released their teaser trailer for ESO while Paul Sage took the floor at Spike TV for an interview about the game itself. And what happened, Ivarwin? Well, trailer's just over a minute and features three types of characters. A heavily armored warrior, an elven mage, and an archer emerging from the darkness and preparing for battle. As the Elder Scrolls logo bursts through the darkness and reveals the name, the Elder Scrolls Online. That same day... Paul Sage, the game director of ESO, spoke briefly about the, the type of social experience the, game's gonna, the game basically aims for. All right? He also spoke about gameplay mechanics, getting that art style to look like an Elder Scrolls game, which, by the way, they nailed it. Yeah, they did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also gave a first look at some of the locations in the game, which also included an updated Daggerfall. Uh, tackled the question as to why now is a good time for an Elder Scrolls MMO and new style of questing in the game that, uh, excuse me, a new style of questing the game's going to deliver and how the evolving MMO genre has changed the game during the five-year development cycle that they were putting out or creating ESO. Now, you can find the nearly seven-minute-long interview at our website, elderscrollsofftherecord.com, and another article by Joe Bradford as well, entitled Elder Scrolls Online E3 Reaction. Now, keep checking our website, our Twitter, and Friday night's additional bonus point five show, because we're going to be bringing you continuous coverage on all these news updates for Dawnguard and Elder Scrolls Online during E3. Mm-hmm. We're staying on top of this whole thing. The big thing about that video was just how pretty it looked for an MMO. Yeah. They're not hype it's not hyper realistic and it's not cartoony. It's kind of a middle ground and it looks really, really good. I'm actually quite impressed with it so far. <clears throat> and they did slip up and show the stones in the end of that video. In our little last point five episode we talked about all the information that was already released about the Elder Scrolls online and we had our own speculation about what those stones could be used for. And based on that video alone, I would say we're about 100% right. Yeah, it, it, looks, it looks very similar to... It looks like you can actually use them the same way constellations worked. Yeah, as well. on the stones, it shows a picture of a constellation. The exact picture. Yeah, good stuff. So, I'm, I'm really excited about ESO. And I got confirmation by Jenny that she's going to get Elder Scrolls Online. Nice. So. She's going to nice. be in our guild. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's dying to play it. All right, Paul Sage reveals certain features of ESO. So what do we got with this? Uh, correct, yes. Uh, this, this brings us to today. All right, Wednesday, June 6th at 10 a.m. Here, you know, here's, here's a Varwin typing away. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now it's, it's 10 o'clock Pacific time. It's, you know, 1 o'clock our time. Um, GameSpot.com has an interview with Paul Sage regarding some of the most burning questions uh, coming from these, the, the Elder Scrolls fan about ESO. All right, now, I quick wrote these things down, all right? Here's, here's some of the points that Paul Sage hit on. Number one, combat will feel active and reactive. So those of you out there who, who like playing, you know, Skyrim and someone throws a, you know, a, a, a blow at you and you got your shield and you block it, you're going to be able to do that. All right? Actively blocking and charging up power attacks for more damage 
will be in the game. It's not just limited to button mashing on hotbars, as is with other MMOs. So you are going to be able to actively block, you know, charge up that, that attack as you come down for a nice heavy blow with a two-handed weapon. or that, that is going to be in the game. That's part of the combat style. Uh, number two. All right, you, you will still feel like you're creating your character in-game. Yes, there is a hot bar, okay? But you will populate that hot bar with skills that you want to use. So you're going to get a whole bunch of skills, and you're only going to be able to use a couple of those. And I'm not talking three. Probably, I don't, I don't know. They never said, but I'm guessing probably about five, five to six. So they're going to give you a whole bunch of skills, you're going to take a handful of those skills, and that's what you're putting on your hotbar. Those skills are additionally going to become more powerful as you use them and as you level up. That right there screams th- Elder Scrolls. Yeah. They also mentioned that the skills that you are going to use are not going to be the way a lot of skills are or talent points are in MMOs. You know how you got like some of those... Some of those talent points or skills that like reduce damage over a periodic or a percentage of right. time. A lot of theory crafting, that kind of crap. Right. That's not going to be the way these skills are. And they, they use this example, um, which is where I'm getting it from. They're saying that basically you're going to get a skill that will be a spell. All right. You use that skill and it'll create like a firestorm all around you and it's going to engulf everything in flames and they're going to run away, burning up and screaming, and then they're going to die. There aren't going to be any skills that, that have, you know, uh, that, that are like passive skills, I suppose, where, you know, you have to worry about putting three or four uh, talent points into a skill that's going to reduce damage coming at you after you put X amount of talent points. In. They're not doing that. So every skill that you use is going to be epic and awesome in some way. Uh, less interface elements on your screen. So you'll focus on the world around you and what's going on within it. So Lou doesn't have to worry about spending 45 minutes you know, tweaking his UI. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm most excited about this. Synergy with your abilities, guys. All right? Yes. Synergy. Oh, I can't synergy. wait. Synergy. Synergy. Promoting synergy like a boss. <laughs> Say it with me. Synergy. 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 <laughs> How does this work? Here's how it happens. Okay, let's say, let's say for sake of example, uh, Joe is playing a ranger and he puts down, you know, a trap and then backs away. And then Lou's like, hey guys, I'm a mage and uh, I see your trap and raise you a fire spell on that trap. And here comes Mr. Bear walking around thinking, oh, derpy derp, I'm going to attack Joe. And he steps in the, tra- in the trap. Not only does he get the physical damage from the trap, but he also gets the fire gets damage over time. Right, from Lou's spell. You're going to be able to work together with your spells. Also, they also brought up this, this idea as well. Um, if you're a mage and you create a fire spell and you're with a warrior, he's going to take he, you throw you throw that fireball. The warrior uses a weapon or something like a bat and like, you know, smacks the fireball additionally into the enemies. It, it's going to create a firestorm that engulfs everybody or splits a certain amount of ways and, and hits other people as well. So what you're saying is we could totally go A team. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you can go A team. That's right. awesome. You're going to be able to combine your abilities with other players' abilities to create unique magic effects. For those of you who are out there, those those old MMO guys out there, think about how fun it was when you were playing Final Fantasy Online and you were chaining magic mm-hmm. effects. Yep. 
one after another. It's going to be that fun, only cooler. Uh, they mentioned the beta, which will start in 2013. Called it. All right. Uh, yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> you, are, you are right yet again, Joe. You're right. We should keep a tally. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yes, beta starts 2013. Highly interactive world. The similar to what you're already used to in Skyrim. Is there an apple on the table? You can have it. Is there money on the table? You can grab it. Is there a dead Nord on the ground? You could probably pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> Throw him around. Strip him. Throw him around. <laughs> Put him on top Play of another dead Nord. <laughs> Put a thong on Dave. <laughs> So what if one of your team they members gave... dies? Can you pick him up and throw him around? Might be. That would be awesome. <laughs> Set his body on fire with picking synergy. up my dead corpse and throw him using me as a shield, running through enemies. That's my synergy right there. Heck yeah! <laughs> Made awesome by me. Oh, <laughs> uh, and our our last bullet point as well. All right, first person perspective is in the game. However, okay, they were really vague about this, and a lot of people are leaning on them. On on uh, you know Zenimax Online, it looks to me like they're trying to figure out a better way to make the first person perspective in the game better. All right, but they said that first person perspective is a part of the game, but it's not the best for combat due to poor situational awareness for your party members. I can see that it doesn't sure. make sense. Yeah, I mean it doesn't make sense to play an MMO and you got you know lose next to you. And he's doing whatever with his, his mage spells, and you can't see it because all you see is is your perspective. How do you know that fireball is whizzing over your head? Yeah, they don't need to have this in the game. Yeah. It almost... you know, I, I know people are going to jump down our throats for saying it, but yeah, having this in the game is stupid. Because you're going to have those people who refuse to play in third person and are going to be horrible. Well, you can just I, see I hate think... mail to address it to Dave. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's a way to make it work. It's just, you know, right now I don't know what that is. I don't know what the answer is. I and don't I, think it can't work. Uh, I, I think the fact that first person is in a game is still good. It's awesome. But if you're going to be in a group situation, you almost have to play if in third person. If you're playing solo, the then why not be in first person? That's what you want. Right. But yeah, as soon as you get solo. into a group situation, probably best to be in third person. Like you guys are saying. Right. Take advantage of the synergy tactics that are available out there for the game. Synergy. Synergy. Y- you know what they need to do? If they're going to have a first-person mode in this game, it should only be for computers that have, like, surround monitors so that you can have, like, you know, <laughs> three monitors up, one on either side and one in front of you so you can see everything going on at the same time. I can totally see us in vent or some voice chat yelling at each other in a four-man group doing these things. It's going to be so yeah. much fun. I can see it already. Oh, yeah. I can see Lou screaming out, hold on a second, guys. Here comes a fireball. And then Joe's like, hold on. I got my bow and arrow. Let me hit that fireball with my arrow and create a flaming I'm that good of a shot. Watch. Arrow. Pull! <laughs> I can see that happening in this game. Uh, I can't wait. So there you have it. Uh, yeah, our last bit of news for... This segment is the Dawn Guard beta for Xbox 360 will be launched next week. Indeed. So um, be prepared. They said that during the interview when they asked um, they asked him what or when is the uh, the beta going to be out, and he said it'll be the week after E3. Considering that that was said this morning, it'll be next week. I know that our own Liz has yeah. signed up for a beta and is anticipating it. I- I signed up for it as well today. I can today. tell you right now that Ivarwin and Liz will be in the beta. First day. I, I'm predicting that right now. 
<laughs> well, here's uh, Friday, June 1st. All right, Bethesda announced they've got their beta test going. All right, but um, there are certain requirements that you have to have before you can sign up for it. All right, so I'm just going to read you what's on what's on Beth blog. All right, because I always I believe it's it's right out of the horse's mouth is the best way. This way, if I if I make a mistake, it's really their mistake, and you can yell at them. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> and I quote: Visit DawnGuardBeta.ElderScrolls.com to apply. That's DawnGuardBeta.ElderScrolls.com to apply. The process should only take a couple of minutes. But make sure to fill out all the information accurately. Applicants need a registered account on our official forums. And you'll want to make sure your forum email address is updated. We will be selecting applicants in about a week. Players accepted into the beta will receive an Xbox Live code to redeem the car, the redeem Dawn Guard. The beta is the full version, complete with Xbox Live achievements. And those participating will not have to purchase the content. Really? Really. Wow. Yes. So they're just handing out handing the full it out. content. Here you go, bro. Man, if you have any idea if you're possibly going to purchase this in the future, ever, sign up I wonder for if it. they're going to be doing a yeah. PC version next month for a beta. Man, they need to. Um, I can, I can tell you this right now, though. Yeah. They're going to be giving it away free for the beta testers. It's going to be a very limited beta. I wouldn't expect yeah. more than a couple thousand. So I should be quite lucky to get into beta, honestly. So here you go. DawnGuardBeta.ElderScrolls.com to apply. All right. You have to have a registered account on the official forums. Make sure that email address is updated because if it's not, someone else's, some phantom email address is getting your beta key. Okay. Uh, once you get accepted, you're going to get a code to redeem. You'll get that code to redeem it. Okay. At, uh, at Xbox Live, all right, and it's the full version with all the achievements, and you'll get it for free, and you won't have to buy it. So if you happen to forget all of this, remember one thing, BethBlock.com, that's where you find this post. Look for Dawnguard Beta for Xbox 360, BethBlock.com. Very, very good. Yes. All right, guys, let's go ahead and move on to the Bandered Mare. Welcome to the Bannered Mare. What can I get you? Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another Bannered Mare after it took a one-month hiatus due to the challenge. But it's back, and we have a topic for you. It is the Dongar trailer and gameplay analysis. Thursday, May 31st, Bethesda released their Dongar trailer on Bethblog.com, finally giving us a glimpse into what they have planned for Skyrim. Skyrim's first expansion. The trailer showed us what? Well, first, if you haven't seen the trailer, we'll explain. Alright? A narrator begins to speak to you and explains, though you have found his sanctuary and returned his daughter, he asks, what is it you seek? To be like us? (laughs) The narrator then explains how his people on the... His people own the night and feast on the souls of the living and the dead, introducing vampires as a faction in the game. Or do you want to be one of them, in quotes, as he says. He then explains the Dawnguard 
as their enemies who seek out the vampires to destroy them. The narrator's purpose? To control the Elder Scrolls and vanquish the tyranny of the sun, which is the enemy of his people. The trailer shows for the first time the vampire lord, presumably a form you can turn into, which was confirmed by Todd Howard as well, that you can do that. Mm-hmm. A combat uh, and combat as one of the Dawn Guard, including mounted combat. Yes. Using a whole lot of the uh, the crossbow. Okay. And then combat as a vampire lord, debuting the vampiric grip for the first time, which is the ability to lift up a person and throw them at a distance. So that's basically the trailer. The trailer itself is a lot more epic than I can ever describe. Definitely go check it out. You can see it on our website, elderscrollsofftherecord.com. Very easy to go find it over there. Check it out. Awesome stuff. And we got a lot to talk about that because mm-hmm. we got a lot of little morsels that occurred. So let's hit this one point at a time, gentlemen. And the first point is the two new factions, the Dawn Guard and the Vampires. So what they're basically doing is they're taking a known element of the game and expanding upon it. Uh, they showed the new vampire tree. After you get a certain after you get a certain level into the vampire, you unlock this new vampire constellation. Right. And then we have the Dawn Guard, which is very little has been mentioned about them, other than that they are opposing the vampires and that they use crossbows, which makes sense because that's kind of a really good vampire killing weapon. True. Other than that, the Dawn Guard they didn't really say much about it from what I've seen. They they. they definitely went into a lot about the um, vampires you know they showed the uh, the master vampire what you become and how you have those wings but you don't fly more than a foot above the ground you pick people up and throw them across you know the town yeah and you summon these gargoyles i think a lot of the eye candy that they can show you is going to be coming from that vampire faction but at the same time all right they're they're not saying a whole lot about about dawn guard and and that faction, there's 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 got to be in story elements and and whatnot. All right, there's entertainment value. There's got to be a lot of entertainment value regarding the Dawn Guard because it's totally out of left field. It's a it's a faction that that was around in Elder Scrolls IV: Oblivion, and they were like kind of the antagonists in Oblivion. They're the ones that started the Oblivion Crisis. So why are they now here in Skyrim a couple of hundred years later after Oblivion and they're fighting vampires? Like It's just... It's going to be like one of the big mysteries of, of the game, of the expansion, I think, is yeah. story-based. Like, why? Why, 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 why? Yeah, why did it turn? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And no, the chat room actually... Chat, the chat room's correcting me. It wasn't the Dawn Guard. It was the Mythic Dawn. Mythic Dawn, yes. Yeah, excuse me. It was the Mythic Dawn in, in Oblivion. So yeah, what's what's the deal with Dawn Guard? Like why why the Dawn Guard? Why now and why all of a sudden? It's 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 odd. So I'm expecting a lot out of the story with that. And they did say ten to twenty hours gameplay based on just a story, but they also mentioned side quests. But there was all they said was there were side quests. You know, like for instance, this is where I had to speculate more on this, because my first impression on everything they've been saying about it on E three and during when they released this the teaser trailer last week was it felt more like a standard DLC, not like an expansion like they had been claiming. Um, with just the two factions and, oh, yay, a crossbow and you can turn into an ugly vampire lord. Mm-hmm. So they did say that there was, uh, they were adding side quests. Now, when they 
advertise Skyrim, it was all about the the Dovahkiin quest chain. Not to mention the fact that that was only like one-tenth of the actual story of Skyrim. Right. And that was the thing that they were harping on the most regarding the questing in the game. It was that, that main quest, the Dovahkiin quest chain. They failed to mention the Dark Brotherhood. Which is, or the Thieves Guild, or, or the, the, the little the thing college. of the Civil War, the Mage College, all the thousands of little other minor quests throughout the entire world, the Daedras, you name it. I mean, I would say that the Dover Queen question is less than a tenth of the actual game, by oh, far. Easy. Yeah, so yeah. that's so what makes me curious. Well be, just that. Yeah. 10 to 20 Wait, hours for the Dawnguard and Vampire story, but what about everything else? Now you got now you've just received five or six other major story arcs that will take you another twenty hours apiece. Yeah, you can see that. I really can see that. <laughs> they know that that's what I expect from Bethesda. Not this. Yeah, if you go ahead and buy this thirty dollars expansion you've been waiting eight months for, or this DLC. Yeah, you pay it for ten hours, you're done. <laughs> um, see them doing you know uh, this this whole expansion taking you know as long as they have been in order to make this thing and. You know the the main the, the you you get through the main quest you're ten twenty hours later and then that's kind of like it there's nothing interesting yeah all right they might have five to ten hours of side quests but that's us coming up with that number and I'm sure side questing is going to be a heck of a lot more interesting than they're letting on to to believe oh yeah and I expect them to add side quests all over Skyrim not just the Dawn Guard Keep or the Vampire Den or whatever so. I look forward to seeing what comes up with that. Uh, next bullet point is two different player control keeps, which I just mentioned, depending on faction choice. And you get to decorate and make it your own, like they said in the interview. Ah. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> 100,000 gold, probably. But if it was that case, I would save up, play my character, and become wealthy, and then buy it. Or if, it, if it's given to you at the end of the Dawnguard or, or Vampire Quest Chain, who knows? All they mentioned was that fact of you get to own a key. I like and, that. Yeah, Liz was saying that I can play Martha Stewart again. <laughs> Dova Stewart is here. <laughs> Dova Stewart. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on that, guys? I mean, it's it's how cool is it to have a castle, dude? I mean, amen <laughs> <laughs> to that. Well, I uh, hope the guys who designed uh, Dova can hide out, Dova can retreat, update their mods to take that to account now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean the the epicness coming out of. You know, this whole thing is just, I mean, they're not releasing a whole lot of information, so we don't have a whole lot to talk about regarding that. I mean, but you're getting a castle, dude. <laughs> I want to have my armory, my armory room, dang it. I want to have, like, chain, like dummies across the main hall so I can put armor on them. <laughs> you got enough dummies you talk to every week. Why do you want dummies in the main hall? Ta-dum-dum. <laughs> <laughs> <Ba-dum-dum. laughs> All right. <laughs> Vampire skill tree with new skills and perks. Vampire, vampire grip and summon gargoyle. Again, this is a very one-sided uh, expansion to me. That's my mm. main issue. I like that the vampires get a new skill tree. They're saying werewolves new stuff. Okay, it'd be nice if there was a werewolf skill tree too. At the same time, let's not forget, okay, you're also getting... Another faction here too, the Dawn Guard. I mean, are, is it just crossbows that they're getting, and that's it? I mean, what about a little a little skill tree love for the Dawn Guard guys? Maybe they could have a, a Dawn Guard uh, skill tree as well. Why why is that not in the game? And if it is, why aren't they saying it? Yeah, really. 
Like you I know? said before, they're like completely heavily focused. Um, someone in the chat room was saying there is a wolf werewolf skill tree. There, that is not true. I said they were they had a new content for werewolves and never said what. I mean, there could be a werewolf skill tree. We don't know, but I highly doubt it at this point. Or they would have definitely made that as a key point in their release. Dave, what do you think about this? I really don't see a use for half the crap they're giving vampires. <laughs> yeah, you, they're giving them all these little nice little perks, but I think they're pretty much useless. I'm actually looking forward to the Dawn Guard storyline because I think that's where the most of the the expansion is going to pick up from. Is the storyline regarding Dawn Guard? I mean, how much can you really put into vampires? Oh, we're going to kill somebody and drain them with blood. Oh, we're going to sparkle. Oh, we're going to drive a, a, a Jetta. Sparkle. I mean, how much can you really go into vampires <laughs> without it becoming boring? <laughs> Man, vampires suck, <laughs> dude. It's 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 Dawn Guard, not some cheesy. It, it, right, it's, it's Dawn Guard. It's not, not hey, not vampires. Just guard. It's yeah, not it's... Break Dawn Guard. Okay. Breaking Dawn guard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Breaking Dawn Guard. Very good. Oh, delightful. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's exactly what I mean. I'm like, oh wow, what am I gonna do? be in a room with a, a bad guy coming at me and take time to pick him up and throw him instead of stab him in the face. Huh. No, I'm going to stab my enemies. I don't see any time I'd ever use vampiric grip. No. Now, you say that now, you say it now, okay, but you're going to be using vampiric grip. And, you know, a month from now when this thing comes out on PC, or a month and a half from now when this thing comes out on PC, you're going to be like, dude, I was totally fine this guy. And he came up to me. I think Dave's going to okay. love it the moment he realizes that it's similar to Force Choke on a Juggernaut. Yeah. I, that's exactly what, what my first thought was, was Force Choke. I for real saw Samuel Jackson flying out a window when I, <laughs> when I heard <laughs> Like, <laughs> I was like, really? They're, they're going that far? They might as well just put lightsabers in the game now and just let us go with it. Oh and they're, they're putting the guns in. You know that the first day this releases, now that, that crossbows are coming out, people are going to be making gun mods left and right. I'm at a loss. Where's my Wookiee rant? Where, where's my Wookiee rant? Where's that at? Dave, I have never told you this. I have never told you this, and you will likely never hear this come out of my mouth again, but you're wrong. You're wrong. It's going to be awesome. You're going to play it, and you're going to be like, oh my god, it was awesome. And I'm going to okay, tell you you're yeah, right. The three times I will ever utilize Vampiric Grip it will be hilarious. <laughs> For the times that Dude. they expect me to, I'm not going to ever use it. It's your Fusra dough to replacement for people off of ledges. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Yes. That's exactly what's going to happen. It is. I'm going to grab a troll and throw him off a building, you know, or something that is going to kill somebody by doing it, like by throwing them off a crap. But in a regular situation, I'm never going to use Vampiric Grip. <laughs> and. The summon gargoyle, I'm going to take a quick shot in the dark and say that that's going to take up your summons spot for your conjuration summons. And I'm going to go ahead and call that useless right off the bat, too, because anyone who's going to actually summon things and keep up with summons are going to use a summon from the conjuration skill and not summon gargoyle. Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't share your skepticism. I think. I think it's it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be really cool to use all this stuff. It's gonna. I think it's going to be useful. 
Uh, but at the same time, you know, the only thing that I'm saying that, that I don't like about this is even though all that stuff is going to be awesome and super functional and totally cool and there's no – it's seeming like there's no love for Dawnguard's side. You know, I really think that that's what they're hiding. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really believe that they would have called it, you know, oh, I'm sure. Spark Vampire Expansion instead of <laughs> Dawnguard if I'm it positive. wasn't about Dawnguard. Bethesda is hiding a lot about this expansion. Yeah, and I think the next. Uh, I think the next three weeks they're going to be le- releasing little tidbits, little tidbits here and there of gameplay that just to wet our whistle until it comes out. Here's here's and I just I want to I want to inject this all right in here all right here's why I thought the Dawn Guard was in Elder Scrolls Four because back then they were known as the Mythic Dawn Guard. Okay, that still has got to do something with this expansion that they're not saying. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I hope I'm not wrong on that because I really wanna I really wanna feel that that story. Why well, do I have a feeling a that May Rune's gonna be in here somewhere? Yeah. I I really hope they bring in because there's a ton of if you go through the lore, if you just are bored and go through all the lore from the, the old games and, and see Lou. what's <coughs> missing <coughs> Lou. There's a ton <laughs> of Daedric artifacts that they didn't include in Skyrim that they could. Yes. A whole host of them. I mean, I really see a lot of those coming into play that, that you know, there's a lot of good aligned artifacts instead of just the Dawnbreaker that they can they can include in the game. And with the Dawn Guard, I could see, you know, holy weapons actually coming into play a lot more of against the vampires. And I really hope to see that. Nice. Okay, well, they also mentioned that there's new areas to quest in, such as returning to a dark and shadowy oblivion. And I saw this during their little gameplay today. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, and this is the other reason why I think there's going to be a tie to that mythic Dawnguard from Oblivion with this. All right, you're going back into the plane of Oblivion for some reason. All right, there's, look, there's vampires already in Skyrim. Why do you have to go to Oblivion in order to uh, have any kind of part in, in vampirism in the Elder Scrolls? Something's going on here they're not explaining to us. There's, a, there's, there's something else here, okay? And I'm definitely very, very interested to see what this, what this connection, if any at all, and I could be making stuff up, but if, if there's a connection, I... I, I well, and I'm there, sensing there is. There Let's are see what it is. multiple planes of oblivion. There's one for each of the dangers. So where this is May Runes. Okay. I just have a feeling that he's going to play a big part and be like something like the primary instigator in this. Yeah. Well, that that might be that might be part of it. And the you guys have any other thoughts on that or? Well, as you guys are alluding to, especially with Dave with the mythic uh, Dawn Guard, you know, you could be going back to oblivion. Maybe it could go delve into the past or maybe see a reason why the Dawnguard exist in their present form uh, at the DLC. Maybe it's because the mythic Dawnguard has become the Dawnguard. They, you know, they've reformed their ways. Now they were, you know, the main antagonist in the previous games. Now because they've seen what they, what they've become or what, you know, they're helping to unleash on the world, they've decided, you know what, screw this. <laughs> we're not going to be the good guys because we, we can't let this happen. Hmm. So They are adding more shouts. And the yeah. one shout that Todd mentioned was the one that tears the soul from the enemy and turns him into an undead pet. Fusra, your soul is mine. 
I, I, I'm wondering if they came up with that. I'm wondering what else is out there. Heck yeah. that, could uh, you imagine what else they could include? I totally want laser mouth. That's right. <laughs> well, they're carrying a soul an enemy. It's kind of like, who's played Mortal Kombat in that dev team? <laughs> laser mouth. Laser mouth. Who's yeah. for a laser? Zap. There might be a. I don't know. I, I can't even. I can't even. You know, think uh, what what else there? I mean, there's just so shots, many other shouts in the game. Shouts that turn your shots into um, elemental shots for a period of time with crossbows and bows. I could see elemental buff. They totally could do that. What about a shout that summons a da- uh, a dragon? They have that. Hmm. Gee, I wish they'd include that in the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I want my dragon mount. Where the hell's my dragon mount? Anyway, moving on. Uh, crossbows. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Crossbows are, are, are here. We did like talk we about said. it briefly in the beginning of the show. Yeah. Yeah. And I look forward to playing with them and slow time show. I like the fact that the crossbows are going to already utilize that, that well-leveled and carefully planned archery skill tree that you've, that you've been leveling up there, dear listener. Here you go. Here's a crossbow. Have fun. <laughs> it's just that easy. That's there my favorite part. There are a few things that I don't know if they'll be able to translate over. Like, there's one that's a buff that says uh, it lets you move faster while you have your bow drawn. How yeah. will that translate into crossbows? You're not going to be able to move around with your crossbow drawn? Well, you can move around with your bow drawn, just not as fast, because you're aiming. Yeah, but a crossbow, you can leave it drawn and not pull the damn trigger, and it, it just does what it does, right? It probably won't have any effect on the crossbow. See, that, that that's, that's... If you're aiming down a side of anything, you're going to be moving slower because you're aiming. You're not going to be sitting there running, trying to aim with it bouncing up and down. I'm assuming it's going to... I have a feeling it's just going to affect the exact same way as a bow does. So it's all about right. aiming. Okay, I could see it with the aiming thing. I definitely could. New stuff for werewolves. They only that's all we got. Just new stuff <laughs> new for stuff. werewolves. New stuff for werewolves. Hey go, werewolf. Here's some new stuff. Gee, thanks. You know what that means, right? Yeah, probably a new collar. <laughs> werewolf. <laughs> werewolf jewelry, y'all. <laughs> new scratching pole. <laughs> Tags. Werewolf Tags. bling, Tags. yo. Yeah. New chew chew toy. Yeah. <laughs> you can totally oh. see one of those uh those gorilla chew toys, the the red looking ones that put peanut butter inside, and they just go wild for it. The werewolves just go wild for it as they do. <laughs> is Downloadable an- doghouse. <laughs> is there an Elder Scroll I see on your back? One of the first shots of the trailer shows a character with a scroll holder on their back. Is that an Elder Scroll? Yeah, this is going to be a heavily bit of speculation. The whole Elder Scroll thing, because it ties into the next bullet point, which is trailer shows you using an Elder Scroll. A few times. What could this mean? Dude, it's dual, it's double Elder Scroll. What could this mean? I don't know. I, I'm thinking this has got to be, you know, a way for you to go back and forth from Oblivion. Since the gates of Oblivion have been closed, maybe the Elder Scroll gets you there? Yeah, I can see that. But I can't see it being too heavily used in game, you know? Like, it, I, I can't see you using it as, as frequently as you use a dragon shout, you know? I don't think you're whipping that scroll out and be like, oh, I got an Elder Scroll here. Hold on a Getting second. Getting blinded every time you do it before you're done. You can't, your screen's black when you're trying to play it. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's you know going to be one of those. I that that's my guess is that you're you're gonna if you have it you're gonna use it to go back and forth to oblivion. Yeah, that or it's just gonna be during certain key points of the game. Kinda yeah, again, I can like see it just like a quest item. Like you see in yeah. four, that's it. That's all you see it for. That's all you use it for. Yeah. Or you could use it to blind enemies and yourself at the same time. You right. just like when you're trying to fight a big group of enemies, you open it up and they all go blind. <laughs> then you could just like take them out without a problem. There's um there's two there's two little conversational pieces that um I put at the end here, and they I guess you can kind of like lump them up into one. Um, and the reason why I'm bringing it up is because it's it's kind of like separate from the rest of this stuff. It's not really like a bullet point. It's just kind of something that I was wondering in my own head. All right. Um, the guy says in the trailer, "You have my, you have returned my daughter." All right. Is that going to? What does that refer to? Is that refer to like a quest that's already in Skyrim, and that this <clears throat> picks up after um, that quest leaves off? I think. I bet that's the cookie it. cutter. I bet, or that's the cookie trail uh, quest line. I bet. Yeah. 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 The cr- the crumb trail thing. Yeah. Yeah. You just you install. You install Dawn Guard, and then you know you're walking around, and some courier runs up to you, and he's like, "Hey, I heard there's a girl, and she's like away from her dad. Why don't you go pick her up and drive her back to her house?" I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'll do that." <laughs> <laughs> sure, dude. No problem. And then he says, "Also, the Elder Scrolls will be mine." Why? Because they are powerful. They allow you to go back in time. They banished Alduin into the future. The Elder Scroll is one of the most powerful things in Sky in all of Tamriel. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I understand that. But, I mean, is there, like, a clear lore point that we can refer back to here and say, like, okay, this guy used an Elder Scroll to do this thing that, you know, blotted out the sun, as, as this guy suggests? Or is this, like, completely off the cuff and new? And that was the one thing I was having, you know, I was wrestling with a little bit. Food for thought, I suppose. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, well, the Elder Scrolls have always appeared throughout the entire life of the games during certain key points, turning points within each game. So, You know what else I, I got from the, the gameplay trailers they released today that you guys probably didn't pick up on yet? Mm-hmm. Is they showed mounted, mounted crossbow shooting. And if yeah. this expansion is coming out in approximately three weeks, we're getting the next update in the next week or two. Yeah, I would say the next update's going to be out probably next week. Very, very, very soon. Get something to at least those on PC will have something to do while we wait. God. Ah. <laughs> well, I guess you know it's, it's it's a good thing and a bad thing for PC and PlayStation Three users because it's a good thing in a way that that the 360 gets it because they get to work out the bugs on them and we'll get a cl- more clean version. <laughs> wow, that's like yes. that's like six one star reviews. Thanks a lot. Oh. <laughs> Hey, hey you have, they oh, normally work out all the bugs on the PC users and then give it to the 360 and PlayStation 3. No, yeah, there's no taking it back. We haven't even released this episode now. There's, there's some jaded console guys sitting there right now writing an angry email with all of our names on it. And then his brother is sitting in front of his other computer. He's like, there's a one star right there. Let me log into my six other iTunes re- you know, accounts and give them one star. <laughs> now I feel bad. That's awesome. <laughs> Don't feel bad until the one star reviews keep start rolling in, then you can feel bad. I was <laughs> joking. Hello. He's joking, guys. He's joking. I kid, I kid, I joke, I joke. <laughs> the bad thing is they get it first. <laughs> That's okay. Because once the modded community gets their hands on Dawn Guard, 
<laughs> oh yeah. That's the oh, next yeah. thing is we get to look forward to Dawn Guard mods. Yeah, buddy. All right. Anything else you want to say on this guy before we move on to the next segment and I don't make a fool of myself anymore? <laughs> I'm just harassing you, Joe. You didn't make a fool of yourself. <laughs> um, um, I can't wait to get back into Oblivion, that's for sure. That's that's what I'm I'm looking forward to. Heck yeah. Let's so much goodies. Oh yeah. And we know that the next expansion, and they did already mention at E3, by the way, that they already are working on the next DLC. It's already yes. in the work. And what Ooh. is the name of it? You guys remember? Dragonborn. Yeah, baby. Yes. <laughs> the Dragonborn. And we had an email, actually. I don't know if we put it on our email list. It was a very recent email. Someone speculating on the fact that mm-hmm. their opinion that the Dragonborn refers to the possibility of a multiplayer added <gasps> to the game. Yeah. <laughs> Grammy oh said, oh Grammy God, said oh in the chat room, the Dragonborn conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a possibility, and I hope that is true. The emailer, I hope you are right. Indeed. All right. We're going to go ahead and move on to the Elder Scroll. fragment of time, a piece of creation, a record of history, history itself, the Elder Scroll. And here we are in the Elder Scroll. It is now time for Lou to work his magic. Alrighty. Thank you, Joe. Today, what I have for you, today's topic, is the prophecy of the Dragonborn. Call it fate, call it karma, call it destiny, tag your it, you are the Dragonborn. And I'd like to thank SO <laughs> so Chobbit for a suggestion on the forums for posting it, and uh, I took it, looked at it, and I ran with it. So here's what I've got. Alright, prophecy of the Dragonborn. If any of you got into that part in the game, you'll notice it's the mural. Okay, the prophecy is depicted, it's outlined upon the mural of Alduin's Wall within Skyhaven Temple, which is located east of Markarth. All right, Emperor Riemann II had the wall constructed in the first era in the year 2812. That's right, first era, 2812. Jeez. As both a record and a warning slash gift for the future. Now that's, that's what, at least 3,000 years before the events in Skyrim? Um, yes, at least, at the very least. Holy. Right. And on this wall was all the accumulated dragon lore that they had at the time, and it also contained a prophecy that the Akaviri Dragon Guard had learned about and recorded. Now, wait a second. If this was constructed in the first era, all right, mm-hmm. and you've got a, we already know where it is, which is Skyhaven Temple, right? Is, okay, east of Markarth, right? Right. Don't you think that this is going to be a discoverable location in Elder Scrolls Online? It might. I mean, how cool would it be if they included that? You're walking around and you're like, oh. What's this? There there might be. Yeah. The vampire cave. <laughs> <laughs> and then you me know? and Lou will rush in after if I went to pull him out. <laughs> Don't go in, dude. Dude, what are you doing? I'm just saying, how cool would it be to play, you know, Elder Scrolls Online and you go there and, and there's the wall that predicts, you know, the, the coming of the Dragonborn? No. I'm thinking about it right now. Yeah. 
possibilities. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Lou. I didn't mean to, no, I didn't mean to detract. No, that's a good point. It's a good point. All right. Um, okay, because at that point, Alsman had been defeated and banished. But they all knew and accepted that he had to return. Because if you remember from what Joe said earlier, remember, Alsman was banished by an Elder Scroll, uh, by the use of the power of an Elder Scroll, but he was banished into the future. So everyone pretty much accepted that. Oh, gosh. He's got to come back at some point in time. <laughs> so that's why the wall was constructed. Now, the Prophecy of the Dragonborn has two different origins. Right? Everything's murky. It's so far back in the past. You know, it's got that, that team of the myth, so there's no real clear-cut uh, origin point. All right, now, some believe it was, you know, and it was contained with an Elder Scroll, while some others believe that it points uh, to the Akaviri as the source of the prophecy itself. That somehow someone among Akaviri, maybe their own mages, their own scholars, someone was enlightened and came up or, or you know, was given the vision of the Dragonborn coming. But in any case, the prophecy outlines several key events which are going to preface the return of Alduin back into the world of Nern. Here they go. The first one, it's called the Devastation. So for thousands of years before recorded history in Tamriel, the dragons walked upon the world and they wreaked devastation across it and warred against the very first humans. Now, being helpless against such a force, some humans, you know, turned to worship the dragons. Ooh, I wonder who they could be. Dragon priest! <clears throat> the world eater himself, Alduin, is openly depicted, all right? And it's foretold in that particular part of the mural that he is going to return to devour Tamriel. The second event is Alduin's defeat. Now, this cryptic image portrays Alduin's fall before the bravery and ingenuity of humanity, but with no clear indication as to how exactly he was defeated. All right, now, another Lord, another Lord Seven I covered, remember, you know, Kinnereth gave mortals the gift of dragon speech. Okay, so maybe that was, you know, we all know that was one way that humans, or that mortals got an even footing to start taking the dragons on. But they, they kind of hit here with this second event that there are other forces in motion behind the scenes that also helped humanity take down the dragons and defeat Alduin in the end. The third, the Staff of Chaos. Now the prophecy itself, it states, when misrule takes its place at the eight corners of the world, dot, dot, dot. Now this is a powerful relic which could open gateways to other worlds and obliterate beings, and was shattered by the Imperial Battle Mage, Jagar Tharn, after he imprisoned Emperor Uriel Septim VII in Oblivion, all right, from Elder Scrolls I, Arena. The fourth is Numidium, and the prophecy describes it as this, when the brass tower walks and time is reshaped, all right, and that's referring back to Numidium. And he, well, it was a massive brass golem that could lay waste to anything and all that stood before it. Now, the key thing with this is that the control, or whoever controlled this golem, would and could determine choices that would affect the world at that time. Now, choices that could paradoxically happen all at the same time. So if you have, you know, eight different choices, some reason with this golem, all eight choices will happen. Not just one, all eight will occur at this very same time and create problems or whatever events rippling throughout the world. Uh, and they refer to that as the warp in the West. Now, we see this happening in Elder Scrolls 2. Daggerfall. The next event, next or the next key, uh, key place, the Red Mountain. And the prophecy refers to it as this. When the thrice-blessed fail and the Red Tower trembles. Now there's a mountain, which is an actuality volcano, which once stood in the center of Ardenfell, that served the stronghold of Dagoth Ur. Now once Dagoth Ur was destroyed on Tamriel, or his mortal form on Tamriel, the stronghold fell. And we see this happening in Elder Scrolls III in Morrowind. 
The next key portion, the Oblivion Gates. And the prophecy refers to them as thus. When the Dragonborn ruler loses his throne and the White Tower falls, now what happens? It's the death of Uriel Septim VII, which allows Alden to begin his return to Tamriel. Now, although Martin Septim and the hero of the Oblivion Crisis, <coughs> you, <laughs> player, <laughs> successfully close the Oblivion Gates, what happens? Spoiler if you haven't played the game. Martin Septim is lost. And with this, the Septim Dynasty is ended, and the Third Era comes to its conclusion. And this all happens in Elder Scrolls IV, in Oblivion. And now, the next key part, the Skyrim Civil War. And the prophecy refers to it as thus. When the snow tower lies sundered, kingless, bleeding. And what starts with this, the murder of the High King of Skyrim. Division occurs when the Nords fall into civil war between those who wish to secede from the Empire and those who believe the Empire is worth fighting for, for the greater good of Skyrim. This event will finally see all of the arrival back into the world. And what does this happen again? Oh, yeah, yeah. Ellis goes 5, Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> and now the next portion, next key portion, the throat of the world. Depicted on the wall is a great mountain standing above all in Skyrim. It's the home of the Greybeards and the location of High Hrothgar. And it's intimated that the, it's the Greybeards who are going to play a key role in the Dragonborn story. In the mural, the mountain is seen cleft in half, symbolizing the division within Skyrim. And the last, but not least, part on the mural, what's depicted? Hope. And the prophecy refers to it as thus. The world eater wakes, and the wheel turns upon the last Dragonborn. And with this, again, the mural depicts dire events. But all is not without hope. What is shown is a single individual, gifted with the same powers as the dragons themselves, and could be seen as the hope that Tamriel needs to survive. There are blades shown as well, bowing before the dragonborn, wearing strange armor that's not of that land. And to this, they say that their purpose will now be fulfilled. They have protected those of the dragonborn line from Lenia to aid the one who will face Alduin. So those are the key, fr- key elements depicted on the wall to herald and mark the prophecy of the dragonborn. Hope you all like it. Hope this gets everyone <laughs> super wow. psyched. Yeah. That was because great. I could not believe, yeah, what Brings this actually I actually never thought about this <laughs> at all. Every every one of those pieces is is in all of the games. I, I love that. I love how they just they pick little pieces of those games and just kinda like pull it together in this prophecy and it's great. It, it, it's like they when Bethesda first came up with this game, it's like they read or, or they projected like eight, nine games ahead. You know, and ever since then, they've just been building upon that one overall massive story that they first came up with, like, you know, the little office probably 15, 16 years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like Joe writing Continua, but he has Continua Part 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 already written. <laughs> already planned out. Yeah, already planned out. Only, only two more planned out right now. But yeah, but yeah, that's that heralds it. Hopefully, you guys liked it. Yeah. And while you guys sigh in con- in contempt of that fine little mm-hmm. piece of lore, we are going to move in to the town square. Hear that? Something's going on in the town square. And here we are in the town square. Your emails and iTunes shoutouts. What do we have today? We have emails. And our first email comes in to us from Antonius, level question, question, question mark, altaholic. Says, hey guys, love the work you put into the podcast each and every week. It brightens up my work week, listening to all the Elder Scrolls information. 
There's a couple of things that came to mind while listening to the episode 25, with the possibility of Dragonborn becomes a second of... Yeah, here's the email I was referring to. Yeah, there it is. The second set of DLC for Skyrim. Could this possibly be the multiplayer patch that we have all been asking for, with the focus being the Dragonborns working together to accomplish tasks with Skyrim? Love the show. Thanks again. Uh, we hope. I hope he's I right. Hope so. I think it'd be cool, you know, like being able to... to cross time and space to work with other dragonborn be kind of neat wouldn't it yeah yeah Heck so we yeah. can all see exactly there's Ivar rushing to the cave should we go after him no you see <laughs> no. if they announce wait from out here. if they announce this as being where you could do like two to two to four people playing in skyrim you will hear a collective nerdgasm across millions of people this makes so much sense i i i i can't see how he could be wrong but at the same time i don't want to believe he's right <laughs> because I'm going to get so excited and then let down <laughs> and then let down if it's not it yeah we, we really shouldn't read into it especially when we're hoping this this badly for it because you know the second they re- release it they're going to come out and be like Dragonborn where we're going to talk about vampires again <laughs> oh you will fully finalize your Dragonborn power as a vampire. <laughs> As a vampire. <laughs> and you'll be able to buy dragons. Our next give us email, Dave. You guys probably have seen the Dawn Guard trailer. Here are my thoughts. I want to pew pew things with a crossbow. Decapitate Grelid, the kind, from a horse, ride a dragon, <laughs> and become an Elder Scroll hold- hoarder. I've made 12 characters, two assassins, three two-handed tanks, one assassin slash mage, one battle mage, one paladin, one shadow knight, two two archers, and a dragon plate armor wearing destruction mage, each with an RP story to them. I will make so many new characters when Dawnguard comes out, and I was wondering what new characters you will you guys make when the DLC comes. I've been listening to Skyrim slash Elder Scrolls off the record since episode one and will keep listening to the last episode. Sincerely, Will the Elder Scroll Hoarder. P.S. Liz is a cheater. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm not going to be rolling new characters at all. I'm going to be using my current archer for the Dawnguard storyline. I'm going to take my Red Guard to hand be a monster out of retirement for the vampire side. That's my current plan. Oh, sounds like a good plan, actually. That uh, that red guard is is definitely going to fit well as a vampire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am going to remake Brago the Thief, and this time he will never become a hero. <laughs> going vampire side with him? Yeah. How does that work when you poop in the sand and drink blood? Well, it's very easy. You uh, poop in the sand first, uh, and then you grab someone and drink their blood, and then poop in the sand again if you have to. Don't eat the red sand? No, do not eat the red sand. <laughs> wow. That's, of course, you mean. Then you eat the red sand all day long. <laughs> you do not eat the brown sand. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What about you two? Uh, I might take the Paladin character I created for the challenge, and actually that would fit actually putting her within the dawn guard and just replace the the bow the regular bow with crossbow and i think that would be a nice fit it would fit that that particular story as for the vampires ooh, i might actually get my mage to join the vampires think about it you know a vampire with 
kick-ass mage skills. Oof. That mm. seems fitting. The, yeah. I, I think it'd be a nice twist. I'm probably going to remake a new archer for the Dawn Guard, but I'm pretty sure that my but this new necromancer, you know, army of one character is going to be the character I bring over to do the vampire storyline. Sweet. That works so I'm, if- the only, I'm the only one making a new character? Apparently. Wow. We all have tons of tons of characters. I mean, I have... <laughs> I'm one of those guys that likes to play minimal amount of characters, and I have seven myself. Well, we all know my story, so I got plenty of characters ready. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't need to make another one up. I'll just make one of my other ones. Okay, we got 15 minutes of the Elder Scrolls Online press release. Let's go, let's go. If I were next one. Uh, so, okay, all right. Well, I was unable to reach my goal of level 15. I got to for you. Like new games, hot cough, Diablo cough. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so this next email comes from Colin, a.k.a. SOC Hobbit, and he says, Well, I was unable to reach my goal of level 50. I got to level 40. Life, new games, (coughs) Diablo, (coughs) and awesome mods. Day Z for Arma 2. Have got in the way of of my Skyrim time. When I saw the the Dawnguard trailer, I may have squeezed just a little bit. Or a lot. Looks amazing. And I can't wait for it to be out on PC. Two questions for you. Question one. Lou, do you have any clue about who the vampires are in the trailer? And question two. How did a Daedric worshipping cult go to become vampire hunters? Thanking you again for the wonderful shows you do. I picked up Diablo last week and have been catching up on these shows. Great job. Varwin, I have to say, when ESO was announced, I was a hater. But with your encouragement from the show and looking a little closer at the info... I'm now very interested to see more. Lou, I love the lore segments. Keep it up. Joe, you do an awesome job editing and putting the shows together. Kudos to you. Dave, Flus Rota. <laughs> thanks, for all you, thanks for all you guys do. Colin, a.k.a. SOC Hobbit. I'm blushing. I, I know. Thanks, Colin. Thanks. <laughs> Lou, you want to answer the, that question there, buddy? Actually, yes, I will. I'm actually looking into that as a future lore segment. So, stay tuned. <laughs> Yay. As for how did the Daedric Worshipping Cult go to become vampire hunters, no one knows. We don't even have a clue. Yeah, That's something we're going to have to find out when the game launches or they release more information based on it in the next coming weeks. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll know soon enough when Evarwin's bragging about it, when he has it and we don't. And <laughs> <laughs> and when Liz goes, look, console command, enter code. Oh, oops. Yeah. Lou, get the next email. Okay, our next email comes from Ted. Ted writes in Hey, Joe, you're borrowing Lou and Dave. Love what you're doing. Keep it up. Love the lore and having played the game nonstop. It's awesome to hear a podcast that is just people talking about their experiences in game. Three things got to ask Bethesda is introducing patch 1.6, which adds math to combat. Do you think they did this to hold us off till DLC? Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, actually, those, yeah. Those bleeping, bleeping. Without a folks. doubt. Is there going to be any other challenges, or is it going to be a one-shot thing? I love it. And also, Liz is a cheater, and Dave has great pigtails. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. I took your radio survey. It was really easy. It took less than five minutes. And I have a year to get a new computer before ESO comes out. I need to look up Doghouse Systems. Ted. <laughs> At least we get something, guys. Yeah. Those PS3 guys, they get they don't get Dawn Guard, they don't get mounted combat, and they still haven't had that that stupid bug where it slows them down completely fixed. 
Yeah, I, PS3, I feel sorry for people who play on Skyrim on that. They need some <sighs> love. They need it now. They really... Uh, it's, it's, it's bad. I feel it's bad like, for those guys. Yeah, it's not a good way to keep uh, you know, that console community happy at all. As no. for the challenges, I do have more planned. I'm not letting my hosts in on it because I don't want them to hate me further. But I'm letting them have a nice long break before we get into that. Okay, that works. Put off the hate. Responding <laughs> 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 sure as much as possible. I'm sure it'll be just fine, Joe. We're gonna we're gonna love every every bit of that next challenge coming out. Yeah, as you said about the first one. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> Hi to the coolest podcast out there. I thought I'd share some tips. I noticed Yvarwin's character was very similar to my first character, and I was Argonian decked out with the ebony mail and ebony armor with ebony dragon priest mask. The one you get at the end of the main quest. And I summoned my conjured battle axe, which raised conjuration and two-handed with my soul trap and banishment. Summon your weapons, I think Dave would agree, is a legit. It is legits. Laters, Chris. I have I can't make heads or tells that email. Someone enlighten me here. Well, there's a ma- uh, a mask. Yeah, where? Uh, and it happened at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> He's just basically t- touting his gear, which I do agree that there's different uh, Dragon Priest masks have tons of different effects on them. You just have to find the right one for your play style. And some of them are very difficult to get to and to defeat. I know there's a few Dragon Priests which have whooped my butt a few times. Um, Amen to that. The, yeah. Uh, there's this one that I just gave up on and let Shadowmere beat up. But uh, <laughs> I definitely got to say, <laughs> I definitely got to say that I agree that that summoning your weapons is awesome if it worked. Uh-oh. The the two handed summoning the axe glitches out on the PC at least for me all the freaking time. I can't even use it. It's unusable because it glitches out so bad for me. Like what it'll do is I summon it and it acts like it's summoned. And forces me to, to have absolutely no use of my hands until the summon would normally time out. So wow. I have no weapons. I can't change weapons. I can't put magic on. It's horrible. It's it's The two-handed bound axe is possibly the worst skill in the game. And it needs to be fixed right now so that it would be amazing. It would be, it would be amazing. It would be the best thing ever if they fixed it. I can just picture Dave in a dungeon summoning two hand battle axe getting stuck and with the whole horde of enemies coming at him oh my god oh my god time out guys time out glitch glitch time out (laughs) Dave are you dissatisfied with that part of the game what what part of the game the glitches no I love the glitches the glitches are the best part what the hell man are you you dissatisfied with the the two handed summoned axe is that what this is no I'm cool with it me me and yeah alright just wondering <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, you know, I'm the conjuration freak here, and I, I know I am, and I love my my conjured bow. But you don't like the conjured two-handed axe? No, because it's a jerk face. <laughs> <laughs> you're, a, you're a jerk fake axe. Yeah. Hey Lou, we have five star review shoutouts. Yes, we do. Five star review shoutouts from America. The Elder Scrolls Master, Cause Tyson Gao. Acevedo, our friends up north in Canada, from the Goofy Canuck, <laughs> from our friends across the pond in the UK, Richie Manda, Obi Wang, 
1975. The retweet mentions. Hey, we have Puff Magic, Onslaught, FSUTJ, Dave Lump, Kimaru137. Is that someone's Xbox tag? <laughs> I, I think it might be. <laughs> XBL underscore KDC for the win. It's CNC4. Is it? For the win. Yeah. Oh, XL underscore CNC4 for the win. Wow. <laughs> New glasses now. Shafter79. Chris Metcalf. Kindness. Wow, Jason 62606. Flip for more. Bradley Oaks 1. Siddle 666. I'm scared. Zippo 1968. It's all for you, Danny. <laughs> Michael Lindho 9. Earthly Spy. Nitty Boy 0101. X Hunter Blades X. Our final thoughts of the evening. Um, the name of the show is definitely going to be Breaking Dawn Guard. <laughs> I like that. That's that's good. <laughs> All right, and I just I can't wait for Dongard, and I can't wait to talk about the Elder Scrolls on the point five episode coming up this Friday, guys. Final thoughts, Yvarwin. Uh, vampire, vampire, vampire. Awesome stuff. But we got to have a little loving for the Dongard, and I can't wait to see what it is. I think they got something under their hats, and I think it's going to be awesome. ESO, oh boy, oh baby. Every time I hear a little something new about ESO, I get that ooh boy, that ooh baby feeling. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> ooh yeah. Ooh, ooh baby. Uh, I still don't think it's fair that we have to wait a month before it's released to the PC. But still waiting for it anxiously. Can't wait to try it out when it finally does get released to us. And yes, I really would like to see more information on Dawn Guard because I need some... I gotta dig up some dirt on it. <laughs> it's a really good lore topic. I need info. Bethesda, hello. <laughs> <laughs> you can write us in at record at gmail.com with lore tips for Lou. Yes. Send me some transcripts or something. Come on. <laughs> Dave, what about you, man? I'm hoping for a dragon mount shout. What, you thought I was going to not talk about dragon mounts? <laughs> Have we met? Ride? <laughs> Don't let me take you off guard hey, with that. You know I'm going to talk about fans got on my mounts. case when I got constantly talked about flintlocks for weeks. Yeah, but flintlocks aren't a dragon mount. <laughs> okay, flintlocks well on dragon mount. You know what? I want a werewolf mount and an orcish wife mount. Can I get that? Anyway, <laughs> how to reach us? You can find everything you need to know about all of our shows with the Quest Gaming Network at thequestgamingnetwork.com. You can find everything you want about this show and all our wonderful news stories that come out by the minute. From Mr. Joe Bradford and the staff of Quest Gaming Network at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. Please take the radio survey. You can find you can find them at any of our brand new websites at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. Easiest to find on QuestGamingNetwork.com. Helps us out a ton, guys. On Twitter, you can find this show at ElderScrollsOTR. I can be found at author J.R. Wilson. Evarwin can be found at Evarwin. Yes, Evarwin, original. E V A R W Y N. Lou can be found at GamerGuy11B. Dave, tell us where you're at, man. At D Enforce. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything more. <laughs> that works. Okay. Joe, uh, can, I, can I just insert like you know two quick things in here, real quick? Go ahead. If you don't mind, um, number one, sub up, sub up, sub up. If you're a Quest Gaming Network fan, please sub up to all of our shows. Hit the subscribe 
button. It'll help you out as far as your, your downloads go, and it helps us out like you wouldn't believe. Also, five-star reviews on our iTunes is great as well. I do want to mention the Save the Shire campaign from the Middle Earth Network. Go to savetheshire.com, learn a little bit about what we consider to be bullying tactics by the Soul Zens Company regarding trademark issues for the term The Shire. Stick up for some of, the, some of the small people out there because there's a big company out there and they're trying to bully small companies into using the term The Shire and it's not right. Gotta stop it. Please educate yourself. Savetheshire.com Also, don't forget about our Point .5 show coming up on Friday at 9pm Eastern Time. You can come to our live chat at livestream.com forward slash the quest show and you will find us there talking about it we're gonna have a huge round table of people from the QGN staff all talking about what our thoughts are on all this goodies coming out for the elder scrolls online uh elder scrolls off the record is a quest gaming network production in association with middle earth network and i just want to say foos for all you all next week take care guys be safe may the force be with you take care everyone glad you're here hope to see you all again next week D I E-N-Force! Face the palm. Well, you thought I'd forget? Come on. (laughs) I was hoping. What I do with my phone? <laughs> and I lost my phone. Perfect. Hang on, hang on. I'll send you dirty pictures. Cool. You're like awesome. Uh, the same one you already sent me today. <laughs> put a little blur right at the end of it. Yeah, please direct your hate mail to David Adams at David Adams is a douche at gmail.com. D O U C H E. I can sing. (laughs) Father, I want to sing. (laughs) Quiet. Look at her, son. Look at her. She has huge tracts of land. (laughs) Bushel